Happy Father Day. Day. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. Michaela and um, I hope all the fathers from church and everywhere else are having a good Father's Day and I hope y'all get lots of gifts and everything else and I hope you uh, have a happy Father's Day and I hope you happy Father's Day I love you dad hi Chandler Say happy, happy Father's Father. day. day. Say have a good day. Father's Day. I hope you all have a great day and happy Father's Day to my dad and just to all the dads and we thank you so much for all that you do for us. Hey, just want to wish my dad a happy Father's Day. Thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you for everything you've done for the boys and um, I hope this day is as special as you are and I hope you have a, hope you had a great beach trip and uh, I'll see you at the house. Love you. Praise the Lord, people of God. I certainly thank God once more for being here this morning. And what wonderful greetings uh, from our youth. Uh, happy Father's Day. Very creative and very inspiring. I just love our, our, to see our youth speak, amen, in this uh, service. And certainly we thank God for all of them and for everyone who sent in a Father's Day greeting. And happy Father's Day from myself and Lady Harper uh, this morning. We thank God that you are here and that you are ready to receive a word. I pray that all of you are, are having a wonderful morning so far. And for those of you who missed our prayer meeting yesterday, you missed a treat. We had a wonderful service yesterday, uh, praying together. And I certainly thank God for how he blessed us and that the, the spirit truly moved and spoke to us all on yesterday. And so it was a wonderful service and I look forward for many more. This morning, we want to uh, continue moving in where we started moving last week, but we were sort of interrupted. But this week, we're going to continue our discussion and our talks, our thoughts on deception. Deception, that one word that we need to be aware of in this hour and this time, that word is deception. So scripture this morning will be coming from 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 2. 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 2. Amen. The word of God reads, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's the King James Version. In the New Living Translation, the word reads, the same scripture reads from the New Living Translation. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last time, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are 
dead. Amen. You know exactly what that means. It's like when you brand cattle, that place where you brand them, they no longer have feelings there. You can do whatever. They can't feel that. So these people, these uh, spirits that, that are working through people, now their hearts, their conscience is not seared. That's why you can see them doing so many things and they're not bothered by them. Their conscience has been seared. Um, it says seducing spirits. That seducing spirit, when you read it in the New Living Translation, it means deceptive spirits and doctrines of devils. That's teachings and principles inspired by demons. And people are taking on these uh, doctrines and principles to live accordingly. And it says speaking lies. They're not telling the truth in hypocrisy. We know that hypocrisy is that lifestyle of saying one thing, but then living another and having the appearance of uh, having right morals or holding everybody else to moral standards that you are not holding up yourself not truly being convicted by it. You just, you know the truth, but you, and you say the truth, but you don't live the truth. Uh, next scripture is gonna be Matthew, the 24th chapter. And I'm just gonna lift up verses five through 14, and then later we'll read uh, verse 24 as well. Matthew 24, verses five through 14. For many shall come in my name. This is Jesus telling them this saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences, and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Let's just go ahead and look down at the 24th verse of this same chapter, Matthew 24. And we're going to just go ahead and look at the 24th verse. I'm going to just read that to you. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Now, he's saying that if it were possible, they will receive the very elect. The very elect are those who are chosen by God. Those are God's chosen vessels. He's saying that it's not going to be possible that they are deceived. The chosen vessels of God will not be deceived. But those of us who are, uh, are easily flattered by uh, thick signs and wonders. You know, they, they, these these false Christs and false prophets, the Bible is telling us that they're going to do great, they're going to show forth great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, they would deceive even God's chosen. But they cannot deceive God's chosen. Amen. We certainly thank God for this word. Let's pray. Father, we praise you. We honor you. Our heads are bowed, our hands are lifted, and our hearts are open, speaking to us the, your words of truth. Inspire us, awaken us, and, in, and, and ignite us, Lord, that our hearts will burn for you, glorifying your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're talking about deception, and that even the very elect in this hour could be deceived if it were possible. The reason that the elect cannot be deceived, once again, is because they are God's chosen. 
They are God's chosen. It's not because they're so clever. It's not because they're more spiritual. It's the fact that they were just chosen by God. And in, in, in order to avoid deception, we've got to be able to identify and discern the truth. In other words, if you're going to be trained in how to spot a counterfeit, your training is not going to be showing you counterfeits. Your training should be showing you the real deal. The more advanced you are in, in the real deal, the easier it is for you to spot a fake. Amen. So 1 Corinthians 2 and 10, God has revealed some things to us only by his spirit. Okay, it starts in verse nine, it says that eyes haven't seen nor ears heard the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But then he said in verse 10, he said, but God has revealed it to us by the spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. These secrets of God's wisdom cannot be figured out, cannot be dug up by human wisdom. Paul has written this to us that they must be revealed to be understood and believed by us. If we're going to get this, the spirit is going to have to reveal it to us. First Corinthians 2 through uh, 6 through 16 is telling us, and it describes to us the difference between human wisdom and God's wisdom. Human wisdom is limited to what can be observed and worked out only by human reason. It's the difference between what man's mind can do or achieve and what God's spirit can reveal. You can research, you can dig everywhere, but these things can only be revealed by the spirit of God. God has to uncover them to the believer. God's wisdom, God's plan to offer salvation through, through Christ's crucifixion, these things must be revealed to us to be believed and, uh, and be born again spiritually through the spirit of God. Without the help of the spirit, we won't be able to believe what is spiritual. So, so we'll reject all spiritual truth as foolishness. Spirit-filled believers have access to the mind of Christ because of God's spirit that's within us. God's spirit makes it possible for us to understand and believe spiritual things. Amen. You've got to be born Again, God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, says this, even the deep things of God. You can go so far, you can read it and understand it on one level, but the deep things of God has to be revealed by the Spirit of God. Can somebody say amen? Aren't you glad that you're walking in that kind of fellowship with God to where there are certain things that, that are not just at face value and that God reveals the deep things that, that in, in from his wisdom to you according to his spirit that's speaking in you, teaching you, and leading you into God's truth. Now, we're talking about deception. Without the spirit of God, you will and can be deceived. And to be deceived is the act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is actually false and invalid. False impressions, false appearances. Satan is the great deceiver. He's, his, his assignment is to deceive, it's, it's to cause us to follow the wrong course in life with, by using enticing words and entertaining moments to, 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 to trick people into thinking that, that this is just should be more enjoyable than it should be a teaching moment, an hour of clarity and revelation. Satan's character is deceitful. He's a devious and cunning spirit. He seeks to influence people for his own ends. He, he appoints false prophets. He misuses scripture and blinds unbelievers. Deception is believing a lie. It's being blindsided with false information. It keeps you from walking in the fullness of the light of God, and deception is one of Satan's major weapons. 
I mean, one of his greatest deceptions is for folk that are walking around talking about they don't believe that there is a devil or that they don't believe that there is a hell. That's a great deception. That is a great deception. People who don't believe that there is a devil or that there is a hell. There is a devil and there is a hell. And he wants you to think that sin has no consequences. There are consequences to sin. He said the wages of sin is death. That's the consequence. So deception is believing a lie. It's being blindsided with false and enticing information. It keeps you from walking in the fullness of the light of God. Deception is one of Satan's major weapons. Don't be deceived in this hour. What, what do you think or what is the devil uh, deceiving many with today? Has the devil deceived you into believing that you don't need to attend church on a regular basis. You've got some folk now that they have matured and grown so that they don't think they need to be a part of the church or belong to a church. Well, listen to this. If you're a pro football player, but you don't like going to the football field, if you are a basketball star, but you don't like going in gyms, how effective are you? If you are a Christian and you don't like to be in a Christian or in a church environment, Environment. This is your place. This is your atmosphere. This is your dwelling. Why in the world would you be deceived into thinking you don't need to go to church or attend church on a regular basis? You don't, it don't take all of that. That's a deceptive lie of the devil. Has the devil deceived you to thinking that it's okay to be a Christian without being a member of the church? Has, has he deceived you into, into not honoring God with the full tithe and offering? Some people running around because they're stingy and they're holding on to God's money thinking that somebody wants it, but you're being disobedient to God. And they'll tell you where you can find it. Show me in the scripture where he does, where he says all of that. The word is clear. The word is clear. Has, has he deceived you into a sin that you're entangled in? thinking that there are no consequences. You've compromised your spiritual life because of a lifestyle that you like to live. Has the devil deceived you into believing that it's your works that made you righteous with God? Or is it because you have been born again and washed in the blood of the lamb? The only way to be born again is through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the only begotten son of God. That is the only way to be born again and to be made right with God. Can somebody say amen? amen? The enemy will try to deceive you into thinking that some of what Jesus spoken is no longer applicable to living a godly life in what we call modern times. That he didn't mean it like that. That 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 no longer should be a part of the Bible or a part of our living. That God no longer expects us to live according to His Word. Has the devil deceived you to be okay with not reading your Bible and searching and digging out the Scripture, spending some time with God? Has he convinced you that you are too busy with work, with school, and the kids and house chores, and and to spend any time with God? God, I'm too frustrated. I'm, I'm, I'm too sick. I'm, I'm going through and I need to stay away from the word and I need to stay away from the church until I get myself together. Don't think all you know is all there is to know about what you're going through. Somebody can help you. God has something else that the spirit can reveal to you concerning your chores, concerning what you think you are so busy with, with everything you're putting before God. We know that our foundational scripture was found in Mark 10, talking about the rich young ruler. He had all of this stuff that he thought he did to, to, to gain eternal life. He knew he was still missing it. And the very thing that God revealed to him that he needed to do was the thing he wouldn't do. He walked away 
sorrowful. And many of us are walking away from the revealed, from the truth, the, the preached truth word of God. We're walking away to compromise a lifestyle. And, and don't try to correct folk that are living in a certain way, because then they'll turn around and, and, and they'll attack you and try to drag up bones from your past because they're trying to justify their lifestyle based on what they know about you. But that's all right. That's who I used to be. It's not who I am now. And I thank God that we've been born again. We've been changed. We've been changed. No longer the same. No longer compromising. There's still some things that God wants to do in your life if you would just allow him to. It's time for us to start resisting the devil. It's time for us to set ourselves in a battle-ready position and fight, rebuke, to cast out and to use the authority and know who we are in Christ. Look, there should be no doubt, believer, in your mind who you are in Christ. There should be no doubt that you have authority over every work of the devil and there's nothing he can do to harm you, you've got to have no doubt that you've got power to cast out devils in the name of Jesus, that you can speak to mountains and they have to move. Right. It should be no doubt in your mind now who you are and the authority that's been given to you by God through Christ. Amen. Over every devil, everyone, every one of them. If you're not rooted, I told you, if you're not rooted and grounded, if you're not on fire for God, then your focus in this hour of deception will shift and your interests will change and you'll allow yourself to be stained by this world. The enemy wants you to abort the mission of God for your life. He wants you to work. He wants the work of God to go undone in this realm. He wants you sitting on the sidelines thinking that you don't have to stand up for anything. That is a strong seducing spirit. That's a doctrine of the devil to tell you that it don't take all of that, that you don't have to be on fire for God, that you don't have to read and know. Listen, I'm telling you right now is no time to be lukewarm or getting cold. You need to turn up the heat and move into this thing because listen, lying, deceitful Christ and false prophets are beginning to manifest and they're going to be teaching doctrines of demons and seducing small-minded people who will not follow God's truth. Right. He just wants you to abort the mission of God in your life. He wants you to walk away from your assignment, your calling, and what God requires of a believer in this realm, in this hour of deception. It's, it's vitally important that we understand the enemy, of, the enemy of God wants you to drift away from God and the things of God. He wants you to just drift away, just drift away. Yesterday, when we were together, we began to lift up Psalm 91. And, and there was something in particular that began, the spirit began to speak to me and, and awaken in me concerning Psalm 91, particularly in verse three. Verse three in Psalm 91 says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. <laughs> surely. Now, let, let that soak into your spirit because now look, surely means that without a doubt believer who's been dealing with physical ailments, surely means that without a doubt believer who feels like they're sick and they're walking in agreement with what the doctors are saying and saying this is happening to them read while they're reading and praying healing scripture. Listen, this verse says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Now listen to this. A fowler is a hunter. A fowler hunts birds, mostly winged and feathered prey. A fowler, in this context, this psalm, the, in this psalm, the fowler is the devil, the deceiver himself. The hunter, though that one who's seeking, come on somebody, to devour, that one who wants to steal, kill, and destroy, the fowler is always seeking to trap you and to destroy you. He sets his snare up according to the kind of bird he's hunting. In other words, he's not going to just use the same method on a chicken like he would an eagle. Come on somebody. He's not.
not going to use steak when he knows that, that what you like is corn. He, he, he places the trap so that it looks inviting and part of your normal atmosphere. He's going to put something there that, that, that your appetite calls for, something that you like. It's not going to be something you don't eat. It's not going to be an environment that you know you will not go in. A snare, a trap is covered with, with a natural looking environment. It looks right. It feels right to you. But but really, this thing is it's a trap for you set by the hunter. <laughs> See, believer, you have to know that the hunt for you now is different now that, than, than, than you have uh, it, it, it from 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 previous times in your life. See, whenever you weren't born again, the hunt was different from you for you. But see, now that you've been born again, the, the, the hunt is different. It's the same devil. It's the same evil, but he's in a different mode of attack concerning you now because he knows you've been reading some word. He knows that you know what God told you. And so now he's going to come to you in a whole different way. And in this hour, we're not being thrown in the lion's dens and fiery furnaces. Today's devil uses a different method. Today's devil is where is a well-spoken, well-dressed gentleman that drives a fine car and totes a pretty bag. He doesn't openly persecute. He persuades and beguiles. He slides like a snake. He lays in the grass and he causes you to question the things of God before he strikes in an environment that looked like it was real. He's a church-going devil. He's more like an undercover agent. He sits beside you at church and he cries when you cry. He stands when you stand, mimics all that you do. But he is a fowler. He's on a hunt. He's a wolf in sheep clothing. Whatever his tactics are, maybe his, his, his object is still the same. It doesn't matter what method he's using. His object is still the same and that's to catch you in his net, in his snare, to trap you, to hold you. And no matter what you do, you cannot not get away. Have you talked to some of our young people lately who are caught up in all manner of things and the more you talk to them, the more rebellious they come because they are trapped in a snare and in no wise can they get a loose. They're deceived into thinking that what they're doing is right when it's all wrong. Somebody ought to declare and shout amen if I'm telling you the truth this morning. He thinks that we are birds that have no discernment or no skill to avoid his snare and that we have no strength to escape from it once he's got us. The text indicates, if you would read this thing, the text indicates that although we were caught in the enemy's snare, his trap, our God will deliver us from the enemy's snare. Do I have any witnesses that God surely will deliver, has delivered, and will continue? Somebody ought to shout and he'll do it again. I mean, this, this text says that, look, when you're caught in it, yes. you've been caught in it, surely God will deliver because there's nothing you can do. He's caught you by the leg. He's got your arms tied. He's caught you. Huh. And whatever you do, you're just trapped and you can't get away. Huh. <laughs> Sickness has caused some people to be trapped in the devil's snare and they feel like they can't get away. Listen, if you got to go out, don't you go out without a fight. You begin to use the principles, the power, and everything the Spirit of God reveals to you to do concerning getting this devil off your back. Don't just settle and think that you've been caught in a snare, that you can't shake this thing off, you can't get up and get out of it, that it'll always be your appetite. No, no, no. God will make you a new creature the way that you used to think, you won't think that way anymore. And it won't be because somebody has trained you how to act in a different way. Somebody has taught you some good behavioral tactics and so forth. No, it will be because the spirit of God in you has changed your appetite. Now you can spot a snake in the grass. Now you can spot an undercover agent sitting beside you, mimicking you and dressed up and looking like a lamb while they're a wolf all the time. Y'all ain't met nobody like that, but we do have some church going devils. Yes, yes, yes. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Don't 
be deceived. Don't be deceived. He works on your mind. If I thought such and such a thing were really wrong, if, if, what we'll start saying, if I were perfectly convinced that the way that I'm living is wrong, I would give it up. That's what we say. That, that's what the bird said. If I thought that really was a trap, I never would have went over there. If I were truly persuaded that the net would entangle me, I would not have thrown over there to that spot to get that food that was dressed and perfectly sit there and prepared. I've never eaten food like that anyway. So why is it sitting right here in the open? in a certain way. I would not have approached it at all if I was sure it would be of my destruction. Deception. Deception. See, some people with their eyes wide open have decided that it's all right with God. He knows my heart. Yeah, he knows your heart. He knows that your God is some other than his God because you have decided to walk away from him and to entertain your own selfish desires. Amen. But listen, but surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, that backwards thinking, that thing that looks right and you know it's not right and you're justifying doing it because you know other folk in the church that have done it. There's some examples that you're using from other people's lives that, and you won't listen to them tell you the truth from they, they've already been there in the snare. Don't, don't, don't keep holding that against them. They were there, but now they're free. They were blind, but now they see lost, but now they are found. Don't, don't use the, your, and justify your mess by looking at somebody else's. See, you shouldn't let other people be your standard anyway. It's the standard of God. God is holy. That's right. And he wants you to be holy. And see, we're, we're living in the days of deception. A world of counterfeits, knockoffs, generic and close lookalikes to many alternatives. It's too many alternatives to the real thing. The word of God warns us about the increase of spiritual deception in the last days. He warns us about doctrines of demons, and you won't know that it's a doctrine of a demon if you're not familiar with the true doctrine. Demonically inspired teachings will take you over if you don't know the truth. And throughout all dispensations, listen to this, throughout all dispensations, the time of the patriarchs, the time of the law, the time of, of grace even now. See, listen, there has been one thing that has been an unvarying thing, one thing that God has always required. That one thing is that we should hear the voice of God. You got to hear his voice. I don't care what the world says. Hear God. You got to hear the voice of God. That sets us apart from everything else. And see, many times in the church service, we're looking for and we're majoring on emotionalism. Everything seems to be centered around generating a, a, a certain feeling from people. You know, we think that everybody's got to like us and think that we've done something great when we said something that we think is profound and that they're going to pat us on the back. Listen, believer, whenever you spit out real truth, they're going to hate you. They're going to despise you because they can't stand the truth and see whether they hear, believe, and are saved or not, just as long as we have what we say, uh, it was a good crowd, and, and, and what we say, our uh, church was good today, or what we, uh, that we had a good time, never coming to know God according to the word. It seems today that, that the church is no longer a place of praise and worship, but a social club, a pep rally. We, we, we shout good, and we throw up our hands, but we are not doing 
doing a lot of thinking in the church. We, we, we leave the service with a temporary feeling in a world that's trying to kill us. And feelings are, can be deceptive because you can feel like you're sick, but all the time, the truth is you're healed. It's just a deception. It's like getting off one ride and looking for the next roller coaster experience. We don't want to hear the truth or go deeper. We don't want the spirit to come in and take us higher. We want what we already know, what we already done, what we already going to sing and what's already going to happen. We want to outline program undisturbed service and go home fast. We don't want it to be said that all we ever walk away from the service with is just the feeling and no thought, no thinking, no assurance, no conviction, no surely, surely, no truly, truly, no deliverance. Rather than allowing the word to rebuke and correct us, we get upset and we leave running back to the same ungodly life habits that seem not to have any effect on us. It's like our consciences have been seared with a hot iron. We'll know the truth and still sit and compromise. Oh, who he think he is telling me? Look at him. You know, what was he talking about? Yeah, look at him. Look at Peter. Look at all those guys. Look at Paul, whose lives. Those guys were raggedy, tore up, but God used them. Used them. He changed them and used them. And he'll do the same thing with you. Right. See, for many of us, it's only when we feel prosperous or when we feel blessed that we lift up our hands. But, but you have to know according to the word that all these things belong to you, even when you don't feel like it. You see, you're more than just a feeler. You're a believer. You walk by faith and not by feelings. That the, the height of our praise and worship experience should not be driven by the sound of a drum beat and the rhythm of instruments, but driven by our thoughts. Look, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, when I come to believe what I know, when I get a surely, surely down in my soul, I'm just saying, let's not be governed by our feelings. That can be deceptive. You can feel one way, but it'd be a whole nother way in your life. Somebody understand and know what I'm talking about. Have you ever thought about just how serious you are about going all the way with God? Have you made up your mind that you're going to follow Jesus? Is there any one thing that you have or something you're seeking after that's causing you to walk away from Jesus or asking God to wait like the rich young ruler did? But notice when Jesus responded to the rich young ruler, he told him the same thing basically that he told his apostles, his, his disciples, the same thing he told Peter, John, and James. He told this boy the same thing. He said, now look, take up your cross and follow me. For many of them, when they were delivered, he told them not to follow, but to go and to show forth all the goodness. But he told this guy to follow him. God had something for him. Amen. But what God had for him did not mean as much to him as what he had in his own hands. It's so sad that people have discovered another way that they think is right. But we know, believers, that there's only one way. I don't care how many people fall and start talking about you can come from so many different ways and still end up in heaven. What you don't, we're gonna all end up in heaven, but some of us gonna end up there and be judged. Mm. <laughs> I mean, and you're not gonna be able to stay. So what I'm saying is there's one way, one, and that's through Jesus Christ, the real Christ. The closer you walk with God, the more you see through the smoke and fog of the devil's deception. If you're still guessing and uncertain as to whether you've been born again, you've left the door wide open for the enemy to come in and deceive you. Listen, you don't have to wait until people validate you. You don't or give you your, their stamp of approval. You don't have to have to know for yourself. Look, look, you've got to know for yourself that I've been born again, that I've been washed in the blood of the lamb. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. I am a follower of God, a spirit-filled believer, an overcomer chosen by God. 
This will not come as a cheap counterfeit generic or lookalike. It's going to cost you something. I know in this hour, the devil is playing with your mind, trying to cause you to question God, trying to question your salvation. How can God love me so much but allow this to happen to me? My life has been a living hell. Everything, every time I turn around, I'm going through something worse than everybody else. Everybody laughs at me. Everybody talks about me. I don't fit in here and I don't fit in there. The devil is a liar. You fit into the community of faith to believers, real believers. No, you don't fit in with the fake and phony but you fit in with believers. That's right. Stop trying to become worldly to be accepted. See, and, so, and in the midst of these strange times with so many uncertainties, believer, we, we must be certain and we must walk in the assurance that God loves me. God has not forgotten about me. He lives as he, he, he lives and has given me life and life more abundantly. I'm living in the assurance that my God will never leave me, nor will he ever forsake me, and, and, and that he's able to keep me. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the enemy. Believer, you have to know that it's possible to stand in victory. You've got, you, you have to know that, that you have all that's necessary to stand against even the wiles of the devil. The devil is a master deceiver, the father of lies. And we don't talk about him to magnify him, but so that we know the enemy that we have to fight. You have to know how to watch and pray. You have to know how to fight the good fight of faith. You have to know how to spot him coming so that nothing throws he throws at you will catch you by surprise. I've lived long enough to understand and know that the devil will use anybody or anything that will let him to destroy me. He'll use the closest people to you to get you with one of his lies to hurt you, to distract you, to side track or stop you all together they'll start getting funny ways and he'll use your family members your distant cousins even our children anybody who will allow him just so that he gets to you to kill you he's not above using your husband he's not above using your wife he'll stoop that low that's why you have to have your mind made up and rest assured that you are a child of God a born again believer with power to cast out all demons and demonic influence. <clears throat> Nothing you put in my way will hinder or stop me from believing these truths that God has birthed in my spirit. The truths of God. Amen. Let's not hold you very long. I'm going to move quickly through some things. Uh, but, 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 but you gave me too much time, and I do want to share a couple of more things with you before we end this service. I want to thank all of you once again for your patience and, and for just being here. But, but there's some things that I think we need to be aware of and take note of. See, we, we've got to be rooted and grounded in God. And, and we got to be filled with the spirit of God in order to discern what's authentic and what's counterfeit. Counterfeit things appeal so much to us because they really look like the real thing while they don't cost us as much as the real thing. See, you can't have just a, a, a lookalike because it's affordable, because it's cheap. You can't just get this thing because you want it to look real. It, it, it really looks like the real thing, but it's a knockoff. And, and that didn't cost you too much. It didn't cost you as much as what Jesus told the, the rich young ruler. And, and if I'm talking to anybody that has the real thing right now this morning, then you can be a witness with me that it didn't come cheap. You had to give up something. You had to go through something. Didn't really want to. Times when I didn't feel like it, but it cost me me. It cost me all of me in order to follow God and to lay it all down at his feet. Have you ever been somewhere, bought something and unknowingly received change that was counterfeit? You don't even know it's counterfeit until you try to use it again. 
You put it right in your wallet with real money, all those other tens and twenties, no matter what it felt like to your natural hand, no matter what it looked like to your natural eye, you did not and could not detect that it was a counterfeit. But when you presented it to pay for something, the attendant, she began to mark it, shine a light on it, or, or, or had a device to check it. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. And then discovered it was counterfeit. If you've got some thoughts running around in your mind about God and about what the Bible says about something that you think God agrees with now, and it's all right, all that because it's in your family. No, devil, you are lying. Let God shine the light on it so that you can discover this is just a doctrine of the devil, and it is a counterfeit lifestyle. That's just how the devil will do you. All the time you thought you had something real, something of great value, but when you needed it the most, it turned up to be nothing. Couldn't even use it. It was deception. You were falling and fainting now because you're trying to reach for something you thought you had but didn't really have the real thing. Deception. Deception. That there are people like that too. Just, just when you need them the most, just when you need some real help, just when you needed a real friend, they were gone. They turned out to be a close lookalike. Have you met anybody like that? Everything you sought after and worked so hard for, you discover later in life, it meant nothing. You, you have to know that you have the real thing. I don't care what it feels like, what it looks like. You have to know that your worship is for real. And it's more than just how I feel. This is what we have to contend with in this hour. Good is called evil and evil is called good. People seem to be losing their grip on what's right and what's wrong. Their conscience has been seared. It seems that so many things are backwards and full of confusion, yet it seems to be normal to, to, to many, to normal, especially to our younger generation. You see, we truly do have to be vigilant people of God. These things didn't just all of a sudden appear on the scene and all of a sudden just happen. It's been a gradual movement. It's been all so gradual that it's almost undetected. Like I told you, it's like a snake that just crawls in the grass. You can't just immediately detect. He lays still long enough to be undetected. It crept in. We, we were acclimated. We were, it wasn't just turned up quick. We, we became acclimated to a lukewarm worship. Now we find ourselves fighting to get something out that never should have gotten in. And we ask, where did that come from? We see our kids doing things and saying things and how they view things. And we ask, where did that come from? Where did that boy get that from? He never saw me doing that. Ever since they were in first grade, they've been overexposed to a world system way more serious about teaching them than the church ever has been. We have to learn to be vigilant and be on fire to make sure they learn the things of God. So that when they go off to school and somebody tell them there is no God, they'll stand up on the truth of the word that, that's, that's in them and not be afraid. Seems we're looking for a religion that the world will accept, that the world says is okay. He told us that we will be hated for his name's sake. Don't be all discouraged on your job. Don't be all discouraged in your family when you discover fake lookalikes and they hate you because they sense that there's something real about you. You are, you are a tormenting fire to them when you come around. Stop trying to make it okay and lower your standards to a worldly level. That's right. Listen, believer, because the spirit of God is in you, you're going to be hated for his namesake. They're going to persecute us. Yes. They'll deliver some of us up even to be killed. Mm. Don't worry. Surely 
he will deliver from the snare right. of the enemy. Make sure that we teach our children, the next generation, even those who are before us, if they don't know, make sure we teach them the truth. Church is more than just a shout and loud time. Church is more than just a, a, a jump hour. Now it's time for us to gather in and listen closely to what the spirit is revealing. Stop trying to be a church that's accepted by the world. We're not going to get them all, but they're going to hear the truth and know that there is some still, some still some real believers. There's still something real in this thing. See, th this is not a message of high emotions. This, this is not a message. I, I want us to think. I want us to search our hearts. Let God shine his light on whatever is in our minds and our hearts that's not of him. We got to be sure that we are the real thing and that we have not been deceived, that we are not a knockoff, a counterfeit, that we're not just a people pleaser, crowd elevator, but we're inviting heaven into the room. We're trusting God for a right now moment that God can do something right now in the name of Jesus. We're believing right now that surely I'm talking to Sister Nancy. I'm talking to Sister Cowan. I'm talking to all of those who've been dealing with something. I'm telling you that it's a surely, it's a right now that God can wipe that thing so clean that people will look at you and never even discover that you've been through whatever it was or is that you went through. You may feel like you're caught in the devil's snare right now, but I declare to you, Michelle and Brother Bill, that God is healing, God is delivering, and God is setting you free. Surely, yes. surely, believer, the devil cannot detain you. No right. spirit of deception can entrap you. Don't settle for his lies. By his stripes, you've been healed. Don't settle for his lies. He said, I'll provide all you need. I've already provided. Don't settle for a fake, a phony, a counterfeit faith of a belief system that only makes you feel happy. And you have no real joy. You have no results of knowing that the spirit of God is in you. No, no love, no joy, no peace, no long suffering, no gentleness, no, no faithfulness, no self-control. You, you've got to know that these things are there not because I've been trained or laid on the couch and was hypnotized to do it, but it's the spirit of God. It's a result of the spirit of God living on the inside of me. And there is an undying fire that's in the believer. The world will not like you. It's not because you are a bad person or not because you have a crazy personality or because you seem strange or weird or just stick out. It's because the spirit of God is on you fighting against what they are trying to do to you, but they still see you being elevated. You're right. still being lifted and they can't figure out how or why. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, I'm talking for real to some people who are really dealing with some things where everybody around you is planning your funeral. They're planning some things around you thinking that this is going to happen to you or that's going to happen to you. Listen, you've got to let the word of God happen to you by faith. That's right. Walk in it. That's right. Snap out of it. Yes. Wake up from that deceptive sleep. And let's live to the glory of God. Amen. Deception in this hour. Mm. He, said, he said, many will be deceived. That's right. False Christ and false prophets, they're going to come on the scene. And they'll be working great signs and miracles and working in the supernatural. And if it were possible, they would deceive even God's elect. But it's not possible. Because you know the truth. The spirit of truth is in you. Amen. Somebody ought to rejoice because God is already telling you, listen, you can't be deceived. Right. And if you get in the trap, he says, surely I'll deliver you. 
How many know that God is a deliverer? I'm telling you that there's so much that God has done in this season. The times when we thought were the worst times were the times that God made the best times. Listen, you don't grow on mountaintops. It's in the valley that you grow. You don't grow when you got everything and try and just accumulating stuff and things. No, you grow whenever you've got to give something up, when stuff starts falling away from you and fading from you. And then all of a sudden, God turns it around and brings life back into you. That's when you grow. Amen. That's when you grow. Amen. See, I wouldn't have known him like this if I never would have been afflicted. I wouldn't even have wanted to know him like this if I would not have been afflicted. Thank you, God, for my loss. Thank you, God, for that season of suffering. Thank you, God. It, it, it's almost like the season was going to outlast me. But right when I least expected God begin to shift, he began to turn things around. And I thank God for restoration. You'll keep hearing me say it. I thank God for restoration. I thank God for a, a spiritual awakening from a lifestyle of deception. I thank God for now knowing the truth. Got the the real thing and know who he is. That's right. Thank you, God, Thank you. for delivering me from the fake and the phony. Thank you, God, Thank for giving me eyes to spot the snake in the grass. Thank you, God, that even when it looks normal, but it's been set up for me to fail. I thank you for delivering me, taking me around the enemy. And even if I fall in the trap, surely, sure. surely, sure. you will deliver according to your word. Be encouraged today, believer. I don't care what the doctors are saying. I don't care how you feel. Be encouraged. Surely, surely he will deliver. Amen. For, deliver you from the snares of the fowler, the mm. devil, the hunter, mm. the deceiver, the liar, the father of lies, that cunning serpent, that old serpent, that dragon, he will deliver. Surely he will deliver. I'm a witness, people of God. God will deliver. Amen. God will restore. God is a good God. And when I think of his goodness and all that he's done for me, that I can just remember, that the spirit don't bring back, but I can just remember, my soul gets happy. My yeah. soul begins to cry out, hallelujah. Yeah. Unashamed, wherever I am, I'll give him glory. I'll give him the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the real thing, that we won't settle for counterfeits, that we won't get comfortable in mess we'll be convicted by your spirit we'll be corrected by your word we'll be rebuked by your word we'll be instructed by your word we'll be built up by your word a house that will stand the refuge of god an unshakable foundation we're standing on the word of god victorious overcomers more than conquerors from a spirit of deception god bless you today I want to pray with you as we close. If you can just say amen for me this morning, I, I certainly thank God for you. Amen, amen. for being here. It's amen. an encouragement to me that even on last week when things just fell apart and we could not continue on, I thank God for those people who called me, text me to encourage me and to strengthen me. And that, some, it, You take a lot for granted. You think, well, people don't care. No, I thank God for showing me that there were some people who truly care. Amen. And that was a very, very encouraging moment whenever you called me and shared that with me. And I thank God for you. Amen. This morning, I want to pray, amen, for uh, uh, over and cast out a spirit 
of infirmity, a, a, a mindset that I have to remain afflicted and sick, a mindset that thinks that we're so caught up that not even God can heal us or get us out of a thing. I'm telling you right now that God is working something greater right now in your life than ever before. You need to surround yourself with believers, with the word of God. Hear God speak to you. Don't play for one minute. You speak the word of God over your life concerning whatever it is the devil is trying to get you to think that is contrary to the word of God. I thank you right now, Father, and we command in the name of Jesus, the spirit of infirmity to be yeah. cast out, a, a, a seared conscience. Lord, we ask you to awaken those who are walking in deception in this hour. Lord, I pray a fire be kindled in their hearts. Lord, yeah. Yeah. awaken us that we will be your people called by your name, chosen vessels, set apart, willing to be used by God. We thank you this morning, oh God, for the manifestation of healing and deliverance. We praise you, oh God, and we honor you, oh God, right now because you are God. We are not trying to entertain, but we believe every word is true. Every devil is already defeated. He is a liar. And we stand on the truth that we'll heal. We're standing on the truth that we've been born again. We're standing on the truth that we'll live and not die. We're standing on the truth that God surely will deliver us from the snare of the enemy. We're standing that we have victory and power over every devil, over every spirit of confusion. I pray in Jesus' name that every marriage be sustained, the hearts to be willing to be forgiven. I pray that you will bring a spirit of unity in families, oh God. Father God, into close families, Lord, that all the arguing and all the fussing will stop and they'll come together in love and unity, Lord, that the cookout won't be a deadly situation. I honor you, oh God, in the name of Jesus for saving our kids, for touching their hearts, Lord, for us giving us the kind of anointing that reveals to them the truth that will draw them to you, that's calling them from a compromising lifestyle, from a deadly and dying lukewarm world. I thank you, oh God, in the name of Jesus for a spirit of God arising in them, that they'll be unashamed to stand on the truth of God's word. We rebuke and we bind every ungodly spirit, every ungodly system designed to trap and ensnare them and to have them confused. We bind it in the name of Jesus. We bind it in Jesus' name and we cast it out and we release healing. We release truths. We fill them with your truths, oh God. More than just having stuff and things, Lord, but they need your spirit, Lord. Teach us, Father. Teach us how to teach them. Yes. Show us how to love them, God, in spite of. Lord, give us hearts of patience and kindness that we would not speak curses on them, God. I pray, Lord, that, 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 that you would elevate, Father God, users, people, believers that, that will serve in the work of God to make them and equip them in spiritual things yes. and to coach them in spiritual things that right. they'll be life champions. Yes. They'll be winners in life. Yes. I thank you for stirring up the gift, God. I thank you for renewing it, God. And, 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 and Father, I thank you for revival and, and restoration, oh God. Right now, somebody listening by themselves, I thank God for, for, for lifting up your head and wiping the tears from your eyes. Thank you, God. He said, I was there when you thought you were all by yourself. I never left you. It was me that brought you that food. I know it came from another hand, but it was me that was providing for you all the time. I was, I love you, although you come short of my glory. I love you and I filled you with, I, I'm full of patience and I'm full of grace and mercy. I still love you. You fell miserably, but I still love you. You walked away, but I still love you. I'm chasing, I'll leave the 99. I'm, I'm coming for you. Yes. 
I love you, Lord. I thank you. I praise you, oh God. I thank you for healing in Brother Bill's body. God, heal right now. I thank you for a manifestation of healing, God, that he will not repeat what the devil is saying about his body, but he'll begin to declare, to declare the truths, oh God, of your words, speaking to his body, Lord, commanding infirmity to leave in the name of Jesus. Lord, bless his wife, oh God, even in this hour. Build her up, God. To raise her up and use her, Father, to your glory. To your glory. I honor you and I thank you, Father. I praise your name, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for these blessings. In Jesus' name, can somebody just say amen this morning? Amen. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. Amen. Thank Hallelujah, you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord, Listen, as we close this morning, I just want to say this. The Spirit of God is, has placed it on my heart just to tell you, people of God, that you need to be aware and be uh, more cautious about everybody laying hands on you in this hour, that you make sure you don't get a spirit transferred into you to where you find yourself with some strange affections and appetites. See, it's too many, you've got too many people trying to speak over into your life and you're confused. That's right. God has given the voice for you and wherever you get that voice, wherever you, you feed from there, you feed from there, feed yourself, but God will let you know. He will give you ears to hear his Amen. voice through Amen. the set man or woman that he's put there to speak into your life. You got too many people laying hands on you. You got too many people trying to prophesy to you and speak over your life and you're confused. That's right. Even your kids. So we bind up that spirit of confusion right now. I pray that God will open your eyes to see these truths and that you'll get out of those lines yes. and that you'll bring yourself to where the truth is. Nobody trying to entertain you. Nobody trying to get your vote or be lifted up or Lord over you. We just want, we just want to love you and we want you to know the truth and not be deceived. I've got time for God. That's right. And I lay my life down for God. And I pray that God will shine the light. And if there's anything in my heart that I try to put before him unknowingly, I pray that he take it away from me. Yes. And I ask you to pray the same prayer because God must be first. Amen. Amen. So that we will Amen. not be deceived in this last hour. God bless you today. Happy Father's Day once Happy again. I honor Happy all Father's of you Day. from First Lady Harper and myself. We wish all of you great and mighty fathers, you godly fathers. Happy Father's Happy Day. Y'all honor Amen. the fathers just like you honor the mamas. Y'all honor them. Yes. Amen. Amen. They do some honor too. Amen. So whatever it is he wants to eat today, wherever it is, you make sure he gets it. Biscuits and gravy, whatever, put it out there. Amen. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. And I pray that, that the glory of God will continue to remain on your life throughout this day and throughout the week until we meet again. God bless you in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a good day.